This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus for the first week of Advent. Bishop Brennan desires to share with us each week the joy of the gospel and the splendor of truth, and to encourage us to live and to share the gospel in our lives. Welcome, Your Excellency. Happy Advent. Good morning. Happy Advent. And Advent brings us a little bit of uh, snow here in uh, central Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) A a real expectation for things yet to come. I've heard that uh, it's supposed to be a light winter. I'm going to bank on that. Last year we had uh, such a light winter, I heard that we have a lot of salt still left over from last year. So hopefully we have a good start to this year. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I'm in uh, downtown Columbus, as you know, and it's... uh, just a light coating on the grass and the trees, but I understand there are some of our neighborhoods who are a little bit more heavily impacted. Yeah, yeah. I was telling uh, Dave in the studio this morning that I think all the snow went to my car. I didn't put it in the the garage, (laughs) but I think all three inches uh, were combined to to 10 or 12 inches on my car for some reason. Everybody else uh, looked like the roads were clear and everything else. But what a good start to Advent, though. I know that yesterday, I'm sorry, on Sunday... Uh, you talked about in your homily a little bit about um, Isaiah and um, and some of the, the the strange things that you heard in the gospel in in, in that reading from Isaiah exactly mm-hmm. you know um, Isaiah is one of those great figures for Advent the book of Isaiah spans from before the captivity, Babylonian captivity, kind of giving the warnings to during the captivity to post-captivity. So it's sort of a collection of books, the book of Isaiah. And um, and his prophecies give such great hope. Some of the images he gives um, speak to us now as we look back, you know. So, for example, on Sunday, um, we had that great hope of, of Isaiah you know, in, in a time of real darkness, in a time of real suffering, when there were like that, those little bright lights of hope shining on the horizon. And Isaiah said, Oh, would that you would rend the heavens and come down. You know, imagine a, a curtain, right? Um, imagine a curtain between heaven and earth. And what Isaiah is saying, Would that you rend the heavens, would you tear the curtain between heaven and earth? And would you come down? Mm. Wow. You know, Isaiah couldn't even imagine how, what God had in mind. And he, he spoke God's word, but he couldn't even begin to imagine the beautiful way that God did rend the heavens and did come down and walk among us, right? Isn't that uh, part of being poor in spirit, recognizing it, our longing for God? Our longing for God. And that's the key thing in Advent, is for us to recognize that we need help. We need a Savior. We need, we need Jesus. We, you know, the world needed Jesus, and God came to live among us 2,000 years ago. The world needs Jesus, oh boy, in a big way today. And the world will always need Jesus, um, and he will come again in glory. But if the world needs Jesus, I need Jesus. I need Jesus, and I need to hear his word. I need to have that gift of friendship with him. I need to, you know, be, be forgiven. It was another great image in Isaiah's reading. I loved it in the very, one of those early lines. He said, why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways and harden our hearts so we fear you not? And I'm just imagining, you know, these, 
the people looking up at heaven and say, it's your fault that we're sinning. Why, yeah. why do you let us sin? Why, did you, why didn't you just smack us on the head or something like that? Mm. But, but God rends the heaven and comes down. He doesn't control us with puppet strings, but he comes to walk with us. He comes to be with us. He comes to carry our burdens with us um, and strengthen us and listen to us. He, he, truly, God wants to listen to us. And, um, and so this image in Isaiah, um, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful image. And uh, then there was one other image that I loved in there. He said, would that you would meet us doing right that we were mindful of you in all your ways. So, so that when you do rend the heavens, when you do come to us, oh, would that you catch us doing good. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that a great image? Would you catch us doing good? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a child, and that's, uh, that's part of um, what Advent is about, is uh, turning our hearts uh, in a childlike fashion to God. Yesterday's feast day, uh, the, the memorial feast of St. Andrew, Jesus calls to Andrew and to Peter, uh, and he asked them to drop their, their nets and follow him, and, and they did. They did, right. Actually, you know, just that image of the child, um, that's in today's reading. Lord, you revealed the mysteries to the simple, to the childlike, and um, to those who have those open hearts. And so yesterday, it's interesting, we started Advent by celebrating a feast of a martyr and an apostle. <laughs> you know, So yesterday we didn't wear purple. First day, uh, you know, first weekday of Advent, we went right into red. And we we remembered St. Andrew. What a great Advent saint he is. Um, you know, Andrew was an apostle of John the Baptist. He was longing for something. He knew he needed a Savior. People went to John the Baptist because they knew they needed something to change, something different, something, something's not right in the world, something's not right with me. And so they went to John the Baptist. And so there, there was Andrew. And when Andrew was with John, at one point John saw Jesus, and he points to Jesus and says, Look, behold, there's the Lamb of God. There's the one who takes away the sins of the world. And Andrew goes to him. You know, Andrew goes to him. And then what does Andrew do? But he goes back to his brother Peter. And he says, come, we found the Messiah. Come and see. And then we hear one day when they were out fishing, Jesus did appear again. And he came over and he just, out of the, out of the blue, he, they're in their boats. And he says, come after me. I will make you fishes of men. Yeah, so with that open heart that Andrew had, that longing, that recognition that he needed help, he needed a Savior. He was able to hear Jesus. He recognized something in Jesus so that when Jesus said, come after me, boom, he was ready to do it. You know, when we uh, we think about that longing, if we are in, in the boat of, of longing, but really not longing very much for that unity with our Lord, we know that's our deepest longing What's wrong with us, and how can we get on the right track? Well, the first sense is to recognize, you know, to, to say that that sense of longing is a good thing. And to say what's wrong with us, not that, that we're, you know, all wrecks, but to recognize honestly that not everything is all right. Not everything is the way it should be. Um, we see that in the world, um, 
in many, many, many ways. But um, but even in our own lives, to be honest and just and, and to be honest with ourselves, and then to be honest with the Lord, and that awakens in us that sense of need, that desire to um, that desire to know Jesus, that desire to say, "I do need a Savior. I need help. I need God. I need um, forgiveness, and I need guidance." And you know what? The Lord, the Lord will give it. The um, uh, Jesus invited the first four apostles, Andrew, uh, Peter, James, and John, who were all fishing at the time. Why do you think he reached out to fishermen to be his fishers of men? That's a good question. Um, you know, it doesn't, the Bible doesn't tell us that. Specul- we've speculated through the ages. Um, I think one basic thing is in, in Galilee, it was a fishing village. But... Um, but I think there's more to it. Um, first of all, you could see fishing. It was wasn't an easy. Uh, it wasn't an easy occupation. Um, it, we we think of fishing in sort of a recreational kind of a way, and I'm sure there was some element of that. We you know after the resurrection, Peter one day says, "Hey, you know what? I'm going fishing," <laughs> but. Um, it was hard work, and it was really hard work. And uh, and and we read in certain accounts where Peter really struggled with it. Sometimes he came up empty. Mm. And so I think Jesus meets people in that hardness of life, in that in the daily struggles. And I think uh, that's one reason. I think he himself tells us, I will make you fishes of men. So there's uh, an analogy. He's looking at it as this is part of his mission to gather in, to cast that wide net, to gather in and and bring together. And so um, he he gives them a new mission. He tells them not only now are they fishers of the sea, but I'm, follow me. I'm going to make you fishes, but fishes of people to bring people to God, and um, and that really stuck with them. Um, fishing, of course, you know, in those days, um, you don't hear about a lot of meat. Fishing was probably a big source of life and nourishment for people mm-hmm. living along the coast, and. Um, and, and you know when Jesus feeds the crowd, he feeds them with the bread and the fish. You know I've uh, not done a lot of fishing, but I have done a lot of shopping for fish, so I'm a little spoiled. Um, the <laughs> the, uh, the 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 humility that must be part of being a fisherman in two thousand years ago, because you yes. don't always you don't always catch a fish. No, you don't. Yeah, there are th- certain things that you do out of skill. But you don't control the forces of nature. Mm-hmm. You have to try to find that rhythm of the forces of nature and cooperate with those forces of nature. And um, and, and so there's a little bit of a partnership involved, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so so yesterday's feast, um, <clears throat> Jesus calls the fishermen Peter and Andrew. Well, I should say Simon. At that point, he was still called Simon and Andrew. And James and John. Um, the other thing about Andrew, which I think is fascinating, 
is Andrew was always introducing people to Jesus. I spoke about this at Mass yesterday. Andrew was always introducing people to Jesus. And, you know, first of all, we saw, I, I mentioned before, as soon as he met Jesus, he went to his brother Simon and says, hey, we found the Messiah. Come and see. Um, the, the, when the Greeks came to see Jesus, Andrew brought them to Philip, who presumably was the Greek speaker, and he brought them to the Lord. And then one of my favorite episodes with Andrew is that feeding of the crowd. And if you remember, Jesus says to give, give, feed them. You feed them yourselves so it finds food. And it was Andrew who presented this young lad with the basket and the fish. And so Andrew's always bringing people to Jesus. But if you notice, we, we spoke about Peter and Andrew, James and John, but you hear more often about Peter, James and John. Andrew paves the way, but then he gets out of the way. Mm. You know? um, so I think he's a great saint for us in Advent, that, that saint of hope, that longing for Jesus, that wanting to be a disciple, the, you know, recognizing the need for the Savior, but then finding him, joyfully bringing him to others. And you've been very clear as the Bishop of the Diocese of Columbus to call all of us, laymen and women, as well as consecrated religious, to bring others to Jesus. That's our mission. That's our mission. You know, just on a practical level, we're looking um, ahead through this time of Advent. We want to keep our eyes focused on Jesus during Advent. Um, <clears throat> the, the, uh, the secular world's going to struggle with Christmas this year um, because it's not about all the things that we hear Christmas is all about. But the one thing that can never be taken away from us is Jesus. And so the invitation of the church this year is keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And, you know, we're gonna, as these numbers go up in, in, um, in the Ohio area, we know that things are going to be a little bit uh, difficult. We have to work out our Christmas schedule so that we can accommodate one another. We can't all be at the same Mass at the same time. Um, so I urge people to be in touch with your parishes. To Some parishes may work out reservation systems. They may do things differently, but they're not doing things differently to restrict. They're doing things differently to be able to accommodate, you know? And the other thing is we recognize, again, we're coming into a time where it may not be safe for people all people to come out. So what we want to do is make the Mass available. We want to keep our churches open, but we want to make the, the the Mass available to people. So parishes are streaming, the cathedral is streaming, we have the Masses on St. Gabriel Radio, and we're in in conversations right now with um, Channel 4 to uh, celebrate the Christmas Mass on, on network TV. So mm-hmm. um, so what we, what, what we want to do, it, it, we have to do things differently this year, but our goal is to make this encounter with the Lord more available. want to make the encounter with the Lord as wide, you know, casting that wide net, as we were talking about fishermen before. So it may be different, and it may not have the same feel of tinsel and glitter, but that's not what Christmas is about. Mm. Christmas is about the encounter with the Lord, because God did rend the heavens and come down. And Bish- God did come to be with us. And, and the more we can keep our eyes fixed on Jesus this time of Advent, the more we'll get to that deeper meaning and that message of, of hope, of Advent hope, of Christmas hope that the Lord wants us to experience. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? 
Sure, happily, happily. So, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come and bring us your comfort. Speak tenderly to us and help us to recognize your presence among us and to bring others joyfully to know and love you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much again, Bishop Brennan, for joining us for this weekly Faith Dialogue for the first week of Advent. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.